What's up, Colin? Make sure my phone's on vibrate. We back in this bitch. Hey, let's try uh, this again. Episode 33. 32B? No, no, we're going with 33. <laughs> no, you did make that official, the 12-minute min- episode. I said fuck it. I actually liked the uh, the dialogue that we had for that 12 minutes. Yeah. It felt good. Yeah, but I just... I, I, I know that we could have got into it a lot more. Yeah, I got frustrated. I like I felt I was thinking about the end of our conversation and, and about how I was like trying to make a profound point and I was just aggravated because I it was just kept getting louder and louder. <clears throat> yeah, you so. can see it visually too. So if you watch you, you're like and uh, like you can you can like see the frustration. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you can see the frustration oh, happening. Oh man. That's funny. Yeah, I, it, it that's oh, Shoot, man, I should watch that because it's funny because sometimes um, uh, everyone's like, so my dad has like a work mode mm-hmm. uh, where he's just, it, 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 he's, his mind is going. And like, if you try to talk to him when he's like in the zone, it's like he's staring through you. Like yeah. he, all he's doing is picturing what's in his head. You know what I mean? And, uh, and so a lot of people, like I've, I've lived with that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I understand that I was like, oh yeah, okay, dad's in the zone. Don't fuck with him right now. He's he's focused. He's it's not like he's being an asshole. He's just focused. And uh, but like he would do like this thing where he would like uh, be like crouched over his computer, and I'd say something to him. He'd be like, uh, and and the way you just described me getting yeah. frustrated makes me think it's like that because I get like that from time to time. I'm pretty good at controlling it. Uh, I get that, like that from time to time where Sierra will be like, okay, Steve, you know, like. Where, I, where I've got that that Steve Simula going, but so uh, it might be important to note for folks that were not uh, did not listen to thirty two or don't have any context behind oh, yeah. it. <laughs> so we actually uh, where we record the podcast is the same place that we have band practice. It's also a building dedicated. Oh, this one's frozen. I know. I noticed that. It's also dedicated to other bands that 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 have practice. So every every room is a different band. As you can imagine, it's extremely hard to uh, find a time that at least one band isn't practicing. 5 p.m. on Sunday has been our golden time, and tonight we have... It's like a thrash band. A thrash band and Which a jam band. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, it, it's a, They're far enough away. I feel like they're upstairs yeah. or something. But uh, the whole thing was that we thought the band next door was done, mm-hmm. so we got going. After, after sitting around, dicking around for 45 minutes waiting for them to be done... And it was like what ten fifteen at that point. We assumed they had to be done. Yeah. And then we got eleven minutes in or whatever, and yeah, boom. Nope, they were just taking a break. So that was it. We're gonna power through this time, even if uh, even if bands jam, which we hear bands jamming. So I set up the practice space a little differently. We yeah. have this uh, blank wall with just a couple nails sticking out. I don't even know if those are showing up on the camera, but a couple nails sticking out. Let's see. Yeah, 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 this that's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there. I gotta take those out though. Um, but one thing I just noticed, like you know, we don't keep our phones around the uh, device because it, it alerts. This handle on the side, it's like a fucking holster. I well, I went down past it and turned it on, but it's like a fucking holster. Huh. Let me see. If, let me see if mine does that. Oh shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like a phone holster. Oh, that's good. Yeah, the problem is uh, we're gonna be setting off. The alien gear. Let's try it one more time. Oh man, dude! <laughs> Mine is. I, I need. Oh, I need one of those things that's like it clips on here. It's on my uh, mic stand. Is that thing right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need, or the, I have. I have one right back there. I have so much shit. But that's the. 
Look at this. This looks much nicer, though, isn't it? Yeah, it does. It looks great. I'm feeling it. All right, let's get into this. And if this you're shit. just listening to this, none of that mattered. No, but you could, by all means, no, just uh, pointing. <laughs> go to the YouTube and check it there because we we never pro- I, excuse me I never promote the YouTube. I don't know if you do anything. I don't. Yeah, I just fucking I put it there just as another means in case somebody were to search it. It's on there, right? Yeah, I, I'm not good at I'm not good at promoting anything really. Um. Do you want to go back into the? Okay yeah, we'll get boomer? there. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. I don't know that I want to jump right back in. Why not? Uh, um, Pick up right where you left off, man. <laughs> and it, okay, we don't have to. I see. I don't want to trigger you. I don't want to trigger you. <laughs> at fucking four four minutes into the no, podcast. No, 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 no. It, it, it's fine. It's fine. It's. Uh, I'm just trying to think of where what we were talking. Oh yes, because I saw that tweet. The tweet that was like somebody was just like, you know, feels like. Millennials have not had a chance to really make our case as to why, especially our uh, us older millennials and younger Gen Xers like mm. you, because uh, I think you're kind of cl- if I'm already in that kind of zenial spot, you're like yeah. two year one or two years older than me, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, so like people our age was it, it's just really crazy to think that we were just kind of hitting our stride as far as you know working. Was that that man? I couldn't tell you. Um, uh, we're powering through today though. <laughs> we're fucking, we're powering through no matter what today. No, but it's like people our age, you know, in 2008, I was 25 years old when the, when the crisis hit. Okay. I was two year or yeah, about two years into my actual professional career. I was working at a design agency. I had a, you know, I was, I had benefits and, and a 401k and, and stuff like that. And, and we had just bought our first house. You know, we had just bought a condo, which was the reason for the fucking crisis. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, we were just entering adulthood. We had just had a kid. We were like, this is the point in in adults' lives where it's like rubber's hitting the road hard. And then we had the worst financial crisis since the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. And. I do agree that that I feel like the impact that that has had on our generation is not talked about nearly enough. Yes, we we know about all the boomers and the older Xers that lost fuck tons of money. Yeah, we all know that. We all know people who lost their jobs, who lost their houses, you know, and stuff like that. But then it was like you don't take into account like, you know, we tried to – we had we, it took us three years to sell our condo because Ooh. of how crazy things were after the recession. I didn't recession. realize it had been that long. I, I knew that you had it. Yeah. And I knew that you were trying to sell it. I saw posts and things like yeah, that. Yeah, we, 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 we tried and tried and tried for a couple of years and then we gave up and we rented another house and rented it out. And, and honestly, it, 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 had I not wanted to get it off my book so bad, mm. it was a good investment. I mean we had like – we yeah. bought it dirt cheap and we had renters lined up around the block yeah. for like – way more than I would ever pay to rent a place. Yeah. But I just need, it just was such a constant stressor on my life at that point. And we had, why we had, is that? Like in the, in the age where like, that's everybody's, it feels like that's everybody's goal nowadays is like get rental properties or, uh, flip houses or mm-hmm. go into real estate. Like, why was it such a stressor? Well, it was the, the problem was, is the fact that it was a condo and it was a, it was a duplex condo. So it was, um, there there's a lot of rules around that were enacted after the crisis around selling condos and so it was it was honestly it was just tons of bureaucratic red tape that people had to jump through 
So nobody was interested. People would come like, oh yeah, this is great. And they would, we, there was a couple points where we, they had made offers and we had gone down the road, but then there's just all these legislative hoops that's all like there, there was a, you know, um, we had to like create a condo association because the previous owners didn't. Okay. It was originally just a house that was divided in half. And then they, and then right, when they right, sold right. it, they made it into condos with so individual. So they could sell each side. Yeah. So, but there was things that weren't done. Like there was there wasn't individual water meters, and there wasn't you know like uh individual. There were certain individual things that, that, and we had to end up building a fence to divide it down the back so we could have like a private backyard and we put sod and like, Dude, we just ought to, ought to put some fucking sticks in the ground and some string. We just did all of this stuff to make it appealing to people. Yeah. And, uh, we ended up in the end after f- frustratingly leaving on leaving it and just renting it for a year. Uh, you know, we ended up, um, selling it to friend of a friend who just happened to like her dad was a lawyer and her uncle owned a credit union. So it was like, we were able to jump over those those big hoops, you know, and so it ended up in the end it worked out, but it was just it took forever and it was just so much stress on us because it was just like every it was just another thing. It's like, oh, there's fifteen hundred bucks for a fence. Oh, there's, you know, such and such to get the flashing on the chimney fixed because this house was built in 1920 you know it was just like all of this it's just one thing after another after another after another oh we got to figure out this whole situation with the water oh sorry neighbor who's also one of our good friends because of these stupid things we have to institute a condo association fee we have to force that upon our neighbor who was one of our best friends yeah but does it have to be like it doesn't have to be a lot no, it didn't have to be a lot, but it was just her, her mom owned her half. So then, and she lived in Cleveland. So we had to do all of the, it. was just, it was just yeah. way too much. It sounds like a lot. All that to say is we're not the only ones who had that story. You know, it, we're not the only kids in our mid twenties who bought houses dirt cheap when things were looking good mm-hmm. because of the greed of our parents' generation. Um, and, uh, and then we're unable to, to either make our money. I mean, we, we ended up surprisingly making, I don't know, 10 or 15 grand on it. Uh, I, I was long resigned to coming in in the negative on it. I, I totally thought that was going to happen. So, you know, there's silver lining, but the bigger picture here is that, you know, I'm 36 years old and I make a good, a, a good amount of money and Sierra works and she makes not a good amount of money, but at least she's, she's working too and making money too. And, uh, but, um, it, we're still perpetually behind. It's it's still very rare that it feels like, wow, <laughs> we're out ahead. We just have an extra pile of money here that we can fuck around with. You know, it's just like. Yeah, but a lot of that is what is it? it's society like it's totally. how we're always wanting that little bit more. We always just want that next thing. So when we get the means to do that, we get that next thing. Dude, me and my wife have this conversation all the fucking time. Like our mortgage payment at our new house is almost three times as much as our last mortgage payment was yeah let that sink in yet somehow we are doing it just fine and over there uh at our last house like i don't know we i felt like we lived the exact same way like there's nothing that has really changed and it shows you that like if you really want you can dedicate Uh, That time and that resources and you'll find the way to put the money to it and live comfortably. But like, holy shit, what I wouldn't give to go back to that mortgage payment. We could each and I I joke, I always say this to her. I'm like, we could each drive 
a Lamborghini. <laughs> like it's, if we just had that mortgage payment again, we we would each have a good thousand dollar car payment. It is interesting because you know I and I'm not I am not in any way saying that it's not it, it's all out of our control. I mean, we were the ones who made the choice to uh you know use loans and credit to make ends meet yeah you know what i mean we were the ones who chose to have three kids in our 20s you know we were the ones who you know i i got this current job and got a significant raise when i got this job from my last and just changed your living and i bet and within two months we both we both had new car payments yeah you know and and it is there is that part of it is is you know growing up growing up poor when you had money you spent it because you didn't know when you're going to have money again. Well, there's two things to that, right? So I know people just the opposite. They grew up poor, and so they're fucking terrified of being poor, and then they hoard money, and they freak out, and they'll have you know, 15, 20 grand in the bank, and they're still just like, oh, no, we can't spend this $200 to go do this thing. And I'm like, you got 20 grand in the bank. Like, what the fuck? You, what's the problem? So I know people on both sides of the fence. I am very frivolous with money. If I want something, I'm going to get that thing. My wife is even worse than me. Like, I can't tell you the number. I think I have told you this. The number of days I come home and there's like Amazon packages. Yeah. Or now that no, yeah, we're the same. now that my fucking doorbell works 100% of the time, all day long, ding, I see on my phone, it's like someone's at your door. I'm like, oh. And then you get the notification because Nest tells you a package was left. I'm like, of course it fucking was. So Your Nest tells you package was left? Dude. It can recognize that somebody set a package down, and then if somebody comes and gets that package, it says a package was was retrieved. Why doesn't mine tell me that? Do you have Nest Aware? Yeah. Um. Maybe I just need to lock, like turn. You some probably need on to turn it. Yeah, you probably need to turn it on. Uh, no, but it. I I yeah, and I like I said, this it's not it's not out of our control. Not all yeah. of it. Some of it is. I just feel like we were the the cards our generation. Uh, was dealt was less than ideal and was only made worse. And we have been forced to be creative to get out of that. Mm. And, um, but it, see that. it is interesting though, you know, last month we had, you know, in October, October is always the worst one. For some reason, October is always like five weeks. So like paychecks are always more spread out mm. and all this stuff. And I, and you a, get paid like biweekly or something. I get paid monthly and it sucks ass, uh, but, uh, budgeting. Yeah, dude. Um, but, uh, um, but you know, it's, 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 it's interesting because last month we had a really, we had some unexpected expenses come up. I had mm. stuff with my Jeep, the fridge, some other things, and we were fucked last month. And it was one of those deals like, holy shit, we have a week and a half left until I get paid. How are we going to make it like old school? Like we hadn't been in that spot in a long time and we, I got to say, after we got paid, I was like, we still got it. We still got that, that, uh, that, uh, frugality, the poor kid frugality, you know, yeah. to, to like to stretch a, to stretch a dollar mm-hmm. like way farther. It's like good to know, good to know that, you know, we may have kind of gotten away from that in our general lifestyle, but good to know when, the, when it really counts, we can still do it. Yeah. Every, every once in a while, we'll get uh, like, uh, we'll get a wild hair up our ass where I'm like, Let's uh let's try and save money this check. Yeah. We're going to have pasta tonight. And then you look at like pasta. Dude, pasta is a fucking dollar yeah. for a box. You buy sauce. I'll even spring for the good sauce. Fuck it. Give me the 549 like the mids sauce, right? 
Get that? And the then, mids. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy is I didn't mean it like that. Man, this sauce is loud. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. It's actually called mids. Oh, man. Legit brand. That's funny. It's the best fucking, uh, best traditional meatless on the market, in my opinion. <laughs> anyway, I'll buy that. Uh, it's all said and done. I get fed. I get a few other things. I get garlic bread. When it's said and done, it's like $13. Yeah. And it feeds the whole house and yeah. we're like throwing pasta away. Now we were, it was actually, it was funny this week because we, you know, we're having a broke week and we're going on, we're going on, uh, vacation later this week. And, uh, so we were trying to save money. So I was, I was like, I'm going to get some meals for the week. And I went to the grocery store and I texted here and I was like, I got like three meals, three days worth of meals that are going to produce leftovers for like 45 bucks. And Sierra's like, sweet. And I was like, granted, they are the struggle meals. <laughs> it was like it's spaghetti. Like it was like spaghetti one night. Uh, 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 there was like, it was like taco night one night because mm-hmm. that's super cheap. And then it was like frozen french fries and hot dogs you know I mean, oh yeah i mean like chili dogs and what's crazy is like you call them struggle meals that's like on the weekly menu like we just <laughs> no i mean it is on us because too. when you're again i i sound like a broken record here but when you have a vegetarian in the house and you're looking for things that can satisfy everybody uh we'll do chili cheese dogs you know we use the angus beef hot dogs for me and hayden and eloise if she participates uh and then amy gets those morning star like veggie dogs Boom, that's a meal. Again, pasta, that's a meal because either add meat or don't add meat. Shit like that. So those It's funny too because I'll be like the kids will be like, What's for dinner tonight? And be like, We're having hot dogs and fries. And Beatrice will be like, You get brats? And I was like, What do I look like? I make a <laughs> made of money. That's she always crazy. wants brats. She's brats. She only wants she it's like she barely like stomachs hot dogs because yeah. she only wants brats. It's well, really funny. Do you get the like uh mystery dogs or like chicken, turkey, pork? I just get fucking ballpark franks. I don't give them. But are they beef? Yeah, but usually. All beef. Yeah. Okay. Well, that what the fuck, man? Those uh, are good. I feel like those uh, are good. Uh I did learn this week that uh that uh Giant Eagle has uh King's Hawaiian flavored uh hot, hot dog, dog buns. buns. Oh yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, uh those are really good. Um they also have what the fuck? They have something else. They have I get the King's Hawaiian bread. I actually made French toast this morning Woo! with the King's Hawaiian <laughs> nice. bread, and it's thick cut, and you can buy it in a half loaf. So, like, it's basically I make a half loaf of yep. French toast in the morning. So is there this – is, this is making me wonder because, you know, having three kids, it is really, really hard to make them happy when mm-hmm. it comes to dinner. And so, you know, we have a rule in our house. It's like, well, if you don't finish your dinner – that's fine. You're not going to die, but you're also not eating anything else tonight. You right. know, you don't get snacks or anything later. You know, oh, so yeah. so it's like fuck it. If they don't, they're not going to eat it. That's what I made for dinner. So it's not like I'm like I'm I'm like specifically tailoring to everybody. I do tailor a little bit to Miles because he like doesn't like meat that much, and he likes veggies more than the other kids. But I can you know push and pull on recipes to do that. But um, is there anything that you make in your house that it, you know is always a win? Like you know that no one's going to complain. I mean, I, yeah. Hayden doesn't seem like a food complainer. But. Uh, he's get, he's getting more so. It's it's starting to, and he gets passive aggressive with it. He goes, uh, "Yeah, that's fine. You know, I wouldn't pick that, but I'll eat it." I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. You know why you wouldn't pick that? Because you don't fucking have money to buy food. So, of course, you wouldn't pick that. Nah. Um, honestly, cheesy pasta. So like ravioli, you know, with like. Uh, some kind of tri cheese or something in it, um, a good sauce, and then 
the other day we actually had something similar. Um, and then, we'll, you know, we just had pasta. We didn't have the cheesy rev, but honestly, anything pasta goes over great in our house. Like Eloise loves it. Hayden loves it. Everybody loves it. And, uh, the other day I did brown a pound of ground beef and throw it in with me and Hayden. So maybe Eloise too. Yeah. I mean, spaghetti usually works in my house. Um, and chili cheese dogs. But I have to like set aside a little bit of the sauce before I put the meat in it. Oh yeah. For miles and stuff like that. Well, that's, that's but, what I do. I actually, I actually layer the pasta. So I do the pasta and usually we use like feta cheese. I'll put feta cheese all through it. Um, I put meat and then I put pasta on top of it. I stir it and then put a little more sauce. And then I never actually introduce the pasta or I mean the meat into the sauce. I uh, do it in the bowl. Interesting. Yeah, I do like white trash style, just a big vat. That I mean, that's but, uh, what I would like to do. But um, because I want that, I want all that uh, fat and grease. No, and shit in my house, and it's surprising because it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, when I make it, I never eat it. I always just eat something else. But always a win is breakfast for dinner. If I make like pancakes and eggs, mm-hmm. like pancakes and scrambled eggs, oh my god, the kids are asking for thirds. I mean, it's crazy. Hayden did ask for uh, seconds today. He ate four pieces of French toast. Nice. Yeah, he he put the shit away today. I wasn't expecting it. I, I was like making my French toast because you know, dads like we make everybody else's food and then make ours last type shit. Yeah. So like I'm flipping it off the the stove, putting it on the thing, and he's like, "Could I have seconds?" And I was like. Yeah, fuck, I guess you can have mine. Like, <laughs> you know, just make me some more. Um, uh, we're not, we're not, okay. I'm going to go back to the money thing because we kind of, we started to glaze over it. And yeah, I, had, we did. I had a good story that, um, I'm curious if your wife does anything similar because I'm about to bitch about mine. Shout out to my wife. Um, so she's not, uh, frugal at all. Like when it comes to money, spends lots of money. That being said, she won't spend money sometimes or just is too lazy to spend money, I guess, uh, on certain things like in this case, it's the windshield wipers. <laughs> did you did you see the fucking picture? No. Oh, my God. So a couple weeks ago, I posted a picture when I was on my way to take her car to get an oil change and wipers. OK, not a big deal. I'll just run through somewhere. Um, I get in the car, try to hit the washer fluid, you know, to get the salt and shit off the window. No washer fluid. Okay. I'm like, well, fuck. I hit the wiper. Half of the wiper, like, uh, wipey blade thing, that little silicone strip, is just flapping, hanging off. I'm like, all right, cool. I get in. There's hardly any gas. The tire pressure sensor light is on. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm embarrassed to even take this car in and say it needs all this shit. But I'll have to show you the, the picture. I'd say my visibility was like 20%. Like, I could tell where cars were because of lights. Yeah. But other than that, like, I'm glad I wasn't going any more than 2.2 miles away from my house to get it resolved. I pulled in, and I rolled the window down. The guy's like, how can I help you? I'm like, first of all, man, let me uh, explain something to you. I have a wife. Uh, Second of all, this is her fucking car. So don't judge me. You were trying to remove all culpability. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) "Don't, don't judge me for what I'm about to say. But she needs air in her tires, windshield wipers, fluid, probably every, probably all the fluids, anything that you can top off. Uh, and she needs an oil change. I think she's like, you know, 8,000 over. Uh, and then I looked and she wasn't actually 8,000 over. I, my, my wife only drove like 8,000 in a year. That's crazy. Like how far do you drive in a year? A lot. Yeah. Uh, dude, we, my shit's in like the 15, 16. No, it's I mean, crazy. I mean, we, it's funny. I was actually just talking with my friend because he works for an auction, an auto auction. So he has like access to 
like he can like pull the vin and like yeah. get like market s- stuff about your car and uh. things like that. And because we were talking about getting rid of the pilot, while you know, strike while the iron's hot. You know, it's got one hundred sixty five thousand miles on it, and uh, they're good for three. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but he showed me the report, and the average two thousand eleven Honda Pilot has ninety two thousand miles, which is wait, crazy. what year is it? Two thousand eleven. Okay. And the average mileage on a two thousand eleven is ninety two. We have one hundred sixty five. Damn. It was it had one hundred seven when we got it. So we got it in 2016. Okay. So about three Jesus. years. Uh, almost four years. The beginning of 2016. And uh, we've probably, we've put like 60,000 miles on it. That's that's not bad. That's about what I do. 15, somewhere between 15 and 17. I put a, I put a decent amount on my Jeep too. Uh, I've probably, I got my Jeep around the same time. That's why I can't lease. Probably put 30,000 30, on it. You get, you get like no miles for a lease. Yeah, if you've ever, I like, I've thought about leasing, but uh, I also tend to be the kind of kind of guy who trashes his shit. Yeah. So, in general, uh, I'm not like I was watching you last week. Like, open your your Ibanez guitar case that was like pristine. Wow. It's like my shit is just fucking thrashed, man. My I and other guitar cases are. That one was uh that one was kind of clean because like what the fuck I got I have a road case and I have other cases to carry shit in like what do you actually have in your guitar case? Nothing. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it can't really be thrashed because it was brand new. I've only probably used it as a case what 10 times, you know? It, it, it's, there's there's no reason for it to be thrashed yet. Like in the old days like you carried every fucking thing in your guitar case. It was like the only case we had. Nowadays we have like road cases and fucking you know, when I was in Symphony Apparel, I uh, had a Pearl uh, export drum kit. Oh yeah, it was, you know, not a good drum kit, but not a bad one. But it had, you know, the, it was wrapped. You know, the the shells were wrapped. Yeah, like like this. Yeah, and um, no, oh, no, that's stained. Um, but uh, I never, I I never had the money to get cases. You know, I was a, I was nineteen, twenty years mm-hmm. old. The band bought me the drum kit. And I was a stupid kid who didn't give a shit about it anyway. And uh, uh, the just being in and out of the trailer in cold, hot, cold, hot, in, out, move around, all that stuff. That's that shit. Like the shell like started just cracking and falling off. So there was like some of them were like light birch colored and some were red. And and I was practicing this. Uh, this was a couple of years later. I was in King's Blood and I was practicing. And Mark Evans comes to practice one night. And he was like, dude. I have a drum kit in my basement that I got for a couple hundred bucks like 10 years ago that never gets played. It's a Yamaha Stage Custom Red. It's like basically the same kit, just mm. better. He goes, I'm just going to give it to you. He's like, you can't play these. <laughs> that's crazy. So he just gave me a three-piece kit. Oh, that's killer. Yeah. What a good guy. I didn't yeah. know he did that. That's a drum kit I played ever since. It's in my basement. It's not set up. It's in my basement right now. No shit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, very, very nice guy. That's crazy. When what he a, wants what to a be. good guy. When he wants to be. Uh, I was giving him I'm shit kidding. the other day because he set his big kit back up uh, instead of his small kit. It's um, a monster. It is a fucking monster. But he, I think he wants to start another band to kind of help out with rent in here because the rent's expensive. And it's just basically one band uh, and then Jordan and then one other guy, that bass rig right there. And that guy, if I'm not mistaken, got accepted to Berkeley. Nice. So he's going to be out of here like first quarter of next year. Um. 
All right, so I'm going to talk about this because I was trolling around the internet and I came across something that blew my fucking mind. But this is uh, this is such a such a America thing. This is an America problem, right? I found this thing called Hitchbot. Have you ever heard of it? No. It's actually a really cool thing. So these people uh, developed this robot, a hitchhiking robot. Okay. And it made its way like all the way across Canada. No problem. People would like pick it up, drop it off at random spots, fucking whatever. They they re like configure it to travel across the U.S. That motherfucker got to Philadelphia and got jumped. <laughs> <laughs> it got jumped and decapitated. It was in. It made like it. It made like one stop, or saw like one or two things. It even let me fucking pull this thing up real quick because I took a couple notes. Um, where did it go here? It says it's from Port uh, Credit, Ontario, in summer of 2014. It hitchhiked across Canada from Halifax, Nova Scotia to Victoria, British Columbia, in 26 days. Okay, 19 rides. 10,000 kilometers. 2015, it visited Germany. So Munich, Berlin, Hamburg, bunch of other places. Went to the Netherlands. And then it goes to Philadelphia and gets decapitated. Of course. Like, what the fuck, man? Why can't This is why we can't have nice things. Nope. It's a perfect, perfect example. But I just thought that was fucking cool. It was like, like all those scooters. I mean, like, oh like my the, God. Big, the big issue was people like... Throwing them in the ocean and like hanging them from uh, light poles and setting them on fire. It's actually they make a they make fun of that in the current season of Silicon Valley. Do you watch that show? Uh. Uh-uh. Okay, so it's a it's a satire. A funny uh, it's a Mike Judge show. So mm. uh, it's like Office Space basically in uh, Silicon Valley. So it's all tech bro jokes and uh, hilarious show. Hilarious and but the current season there <laughs> this guy in the in the uh, Fucking their company. He like rides up in a on a bird scooter, jumps off of it, and just throws it in the trash can. <laughs> uh, did you see uh, DMC Kyle? Uh, do you see his fucking Instagram? No. There, there was like people. I'm guessing this was OSU. Car flipped upside down. He's yesterday. Like, yeah, he's like fucking filming it and he's like y'all need Jesus and he's like showing it and there's like people kicking the door off and standing on top of it. Well. I don't know. Do you say? I feel like it's been a while since that happened. That's happened. No, man. This was like fucking yesterday. No, no. no, I'm saying in general, it's been a while since like there's been that kind of game riot on campus. It's a whole new, a whole new. uh, I didn't watch the game. Collection of rows. I think it was a big win though against Penn State. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a big game. Fuck so. I know. I know we won, but I think it was a good win. I don't. I didn't watch it though. I don't do the. uh, I didn't do shit yesterday. I don't do that. I didn't do shit. Um. You gotta be you gotta be really fucking partying. Like, I I said it then and I'll say it now. Like, twenty year old me, fuck yeah, yeah. Hell I'm, yeah. I'm like fuck oh, yeah. yeah, flip dude. that fucking car. Oh like, yeah, dude. I'd have my sidekick out and I'd be like taking photos to post on AIM or some shit. Like I'd be doing something with it. Uh, so I'm like, you know, whatever. Thirty seven year old me. I'm just like you, fucking asshole! Like, is you, you entitled piece of yeah, shit? You piece of Your shit. parents did not raise you right. Who the fuck is gonna pay for that? Whose yeah. insurance is gonna pay for that? Yeah, yeah. so totally, it, totally different. Mindset. I remember that big, that last really big one. I think it was. I think it was probably twenty. It was like fifteen, sixteen years ago. The last like really big one I remember. Mm-hmm. It was when there was this still that, still that bar 
uh, it was before Campus Gateway existed, and there was still that sh- crazy, that wild bar at like 12th and high or 11th and high, right by Taco Bell. You know, oh, yeah. That, that yeah. had like the windows that opened. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I remember hanging out with a couple of my bandmates, and it was like, I don't know, 2003 or something like that, and we, uh, we saw that on the news that there was like fucking riots happening and, and we were in my at my house in victorian village and we could hear it and so we were like fuck it man let's go to let's go to taco bell <laughs> and i remember we went up there and we just sat in line we we're just like watching fil- filming with our flip phones and uh i mean it was like riot police like walking down high street like in a in a row oh, with shit. shields there's smoke coming over here smoke over here people throwing trash cans and newspaper box I mean, it was wild man and i fucking loved it but now yeah it'd be like I just want my fucking chili cheese burrito. Can I please just move this along? <laughs> you said uh, you just said flip flown, which reminded me. Did you see they brought the razor back? Yeah, uh, I'm. We we talked about this a lot at work this week uh, because it it still feel the foldable screen still feels like a gimmick. Yeah, but I think we'll see. I think this will be the big one. I know it's already existed, but I think this will be the you know the goddamn traded as baby. You know my guys in Samsung do everything first. Attaching the razor name to it. Is what's going to make the make it beyond a gimmick? I think. Well, they also two years from now, Apple's got a foldable iPhone, guarantee it. They also uh, they have a hell of a support model. Like I think that's where they excelled over Samsung. Is Samsung? They'll replace the screen once for like a nominal amount, and then after that, it's very fucking expensive. Uh, I want to say Razer signed up to replace them indefinitely for like a very small amount or something like that, hmm. which is like that was a bi- a big thing in the tech world. Um, Interesting. So yeah, what would it take for you to have to flip a car, Colin? To nowadays, flip a car? yeah, nowadays, nowadays, what's it going to take to get you to flip a car? Would it take a ninety-nine pack of PBR? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you know, I, I thought that was fucking photoshopped when I saw that picture. Nope, that's real, dude. They sold that the place, like the places. I think it was in Minneapolis. It was in Minneapolis, or something like the one that like yeah. they started the the. Uh, article about the first article that went viral about it they sold out in like a couple days and it's funny i i i i think the 99 pack is funny i think it's a funny gimmick yeah uh as somebody who was formerly a huge pbr guy i'm not really anymore it just makes it doesn't make me feel very good um but I think it's a funny idea, and I think it'd be hysterical to walk into your house <laughs> yeah. with a seven foot long uh, fridge box. Well, the the problem is when I'm carrying a twelve pack. Sometimes those flimsy ass cardboard <laughs> things rip; they fucking spill oh, everywhere. Like I, how? How I don't on know. earth? Yeah, I don't know how the physics of it work that it doesn't just snap in half the yeah. cardboard. But anyway, I think the gimmick's funny, but then you do the math, and it does not add up because it is ninety nine beers mm-hmm. for $99. It costs Ooh. $99. Well, you're paying for the novelty. I, I, I'm aware of that. But if you do the math on this, a 30-pack of PBR is $17.99. Mm-hmm. A 18-pack is $9.99. So three 30-packs and an 18-pack is 108 beers for $64. Yeah, but who wants all those individual cartons? <laughs> You pay for the fun. You pay for the I get it. I get it. You're paying for the joke. I get it's because it's a joke. It's a yeah. it's a ridiculous joke. Well, there but, also has to be because I assume they're not going to go into crazy mass production of no, these. No, way. there's going to be you know machine costs and things like that that just will never be scalable up to where it's profitable for them unless they keep the cost. No, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. But it's just guys. It's PBR. Yeah, that is fucking awesome though. 
I, I would I would love to. It's, it's like we we should have got one just for the podcast. Do you have? I'd like mount it up here. The, you, when you said, "What would it take?" Ninety nine PBRs to make you flip a car. Do you have a like a drunk alter ego that only comes out uh, with certain drinks or, uh, or at or with a, with certain types of drinks or a certain amount of drinks? Oh yeah, it's tequila for me, mm-hmm. and it's when I get drunk from multiple shots of tequila like one shot of tequila i'm okay if i drink let's say let's say i'm drinking like uh we call them patronas which is like you get a patron and a uh, corona i'll do a shot of patron drink the corona if i do that and i and i've had i don't know four shots of tequila i i'm either i'm probably fighting somebody does this does this uh, persona have a name has anybody ever given i mean jeff you already have jeff money so i mean yeah yeah we the reason I bring this up is because we have like, like so my best friend Chris, he's got an alter ego named Chips, that uh, th- I've never really figured out what alcohol it is that makes it happen, but it's, I think it's just right place, right time, right attitude. But he just gets really like, uh, for instance, our our you know in my house I have that like that wall in between the kitchen and the living room that like mm-hmm. is, doesn't go all the way to the ceiling. Yeah, like he'll like climb that. You know, okay. you know what I mean? Like he, he just he gets he, he's a wild boy. He's like that kind of or he gets like extra extra confrontational, but not in like an asshole way, mm. but in a like trying to get under your skin kind of way. Okay. And we're like, oh, okay, there's chips, you know. And I feel like everybody's got a persona like that. So that, who who gave him the name Chips though? Uh it was just it was Sierra. I I, I don't I don't know why we I think it's uh we called him that because uh, I don't know why, actually. But Mark, Mark has Marquand. Yes, yes. When, see, yeah. that's what I'm saying. There's, there's certain there. The Sierra doesn't have a name, uh, uh, but you know she. It's generally tequila with her too, where she gets wild. Yeah, I get. And a, uh, I start want to do hood. Like you can talk to any of my bandmates anytime we go play a show. If I get to a certain level, and I start getting like. You know, real testy with the lip. Like they're all like, "All right, let's fucking we got to reel this guy in." I got another friend that I'll keep her. I'll keep her uh, uh, actual name secret, um, but she gets extra confrontational in a not nice way, and we call her Bam Bam. And uh, <laughs> I, I have a friend who's a girl. We call her the Spitting Cobra. <laughs> and she, I I saw her uh, double foot drop kick someone whoa yeah she like ran and did like the wrestling move and it's like it's a girl that uh by look you you would never think that she's like rowdy like that like she's just pretty normal uh yeah spitting cobra dude she uh, she starts going <laughs> and like and like spitting like i don't know why so much saliva gets created when she gets hammered <laughs> but like she'll just be spitting and gets real angry and like confrontational oh man you're talking That's about your cr- wife right no i'm kidding no. i'm kidding i'm kidding uh wow. we uh she's just mexican we can <laughs> and you know by default violent right that's why we're trying to keep them all out of the country they're all fucking what is it rapists and okay <laughs> okay okay um uh we recently christened mine Mm-mm. Is uh, his name is Whiskey Dad? <laughs> Whiskey Dad. Uh, we real we realized that the nights and I do get this way if I've had like a fuck ton of cheap beer, mm-hmm. which 
Sierra and I got into a fight at a show last weekend. Mm, uh, we were going to talk about oh, that. Oh, we last were. Time. We were. That was a similar type of dad, but whiskey dad, you know, is it's generally, if, I mean, if I drink a bunch of whiskey, that's, it's one thing, mm. you know, like the other night hanging out at my house, we were listening to records and, and had a fire going and had, I had like a half bottle of whiskey, but it was like sitting around the fire, you know, so it's not like, you're not like being wild, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it doesn't really kind of, didn't really hit, but I, and I also wasn't mixing it with anything. If I, if I'm, especially if it doesn't matter if it's beer before liquor, liquor before beer, any of that, mm. if there's two of them together, if there's two to three glasses of whiskey involved, my like, like time and space is erased. I'm not, I don't quite black out, but it's one of those things where it doesn't like come back to you until like 4 p.m. the next day. Like, oh shit, that's why that guy was so pissed, you know? And I just get really spicy. I get really loud mm. and really, uh, easily, uh, excitable. Did you, did you use the word boisterous? Boisterous. I, I feel like you use that to describe this. Boisterous is the, best description probably is sierra will be like she'll look at me from across the room she'll be like bring it down you know like she'll like mimic like mime like bring it down you know like because i just it's like you know like when you tell a group of children to be quiet and they're quiet for like 30 seconds and it like slowly gets louder yeah like that's how i am whiskey dad and uh so well that's uh, also why you need the volume knob tattoo exactly exactly yeah and uh, gotta make that happen so we 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 recently named this i mean this persona has been around but Mm -hmm. we recently named this persona and and uh it's pretty funny uh it was funny because last week we went to go see torch and you know i was super stoked to see him it's funny because i had seen him like three months earlier but they're on another smaller tour and they're playing ace of cups and i love seeing them at small venues so we got a babysitter and all that and uh I was just doing stuff around the house, raking leaves, doing dishes, laundry and stuff like that. So I started drinking Coors Banquets at like two and didn't look back. <laughs> and uh What the fuck is a Coors Banquet? It's the Coors in the yellow can. Uh, or they also come in those little stubby bottles like red stripe. Oh, uh, okay. Hey, I'm familiar in the bottle. Coors Light sucks, but Coors Banquet is the bomb. All right, not to not to derail you. I just No, need no, to no. Know. It's a good it's a good cheap uh, cheap, easy drinker beer. I kind of replaced PBR with that. It's Got kind it. of along the same lines as like Hilltop, like that kind of a little bit more elevated cheap beer. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. It's like the OG cores, basically. And, um, anyway, I started drinking those about like two. And I, I don't know, probably at six or seven, uh, by the time my buddy came to, to show up to go to the show. And then, uh, went to the show and drank like a thousand Hilltops. I don't know how many, I don't know how many to drink. Mm-hmm. And, and Sierra at the show, I met her at the show and she was like, I don't know. I was probably two beers in when she dropped her first. Don't, or don't get any more. You know, she, mm. she, she reads me better than anybody. Cause we've been together forever. She knows when I'm across the line and she was like, you're done. And I was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And ordered 10 more. I don't know. I don't yeah. know fucking how many I drank. And, um, Dude, there was a one point where we were sitting outside and we were talking and I don't – I still don't know and she doesn't know. Nobody knows. I don't know what made me so upset. But I got really, really, really upset, emotionally mad, like to the point where I was like with Sierra mm-hmm. and I don't know why. Yeah. And I was like, I can't. I can't do this. I can't. And I was like, I'm going to go watch the bands. And I remember like getting up and walking inside, like walking away. And I don't do that. I'm the kind of person that like if I'm fighting with you, we're – 
we're staying here until it's done. And I was like, I can't, I can't. And I went inside and I remember standing there like feeling almost teary, like so fucking mad. And then like it happened, that happened again. And, uh, I guess I said a bunch of shit that didn't make sense. Like, I can't believe you would have said that about me. And like, oh, I, I, don't, I have no idea. I have no idea. And uh, um, my buddy Chris was like, he comes up to me. He goes, what's going on? And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, such and such is texting me saying, please help. They're fighting and I'm sitting in between them. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, it's fine. It's fine. And then, like, seriously, like the next morning I got up and like I like. Sierra came down when she got up and I was like, I am so sorry. I was like, I have no idea. I still have no idea. She goes, I have no idea either. Cause she was drunk enough too that yeah. it didn't help, you know, but it was just, I was just a fucking spicy boy, man. Spicy boy. Wild. So yeah, lots of cheap beer uh, or heavily, heavy whiskey drinking gets me fucking fired up. Have you guys learned, uh, in your, was it 12, 13 years of marriage? How long have you guys been? Uh, we have been married for, 2020 will be 13 years. Have you guys learned how to fight? Like, do you guys, you said you like to sit there until like a, an argument or a, a situation is, it needs to be resolved. So you're going to stand there till it's resolved type thing. Have you guys learned that balance of fighting? Uh, a little bit. Uh, you know, it's, it's, we don't fight that often. Mm-hmm. We just don't. We're, we, we really see, for one, we really see eye to eye. And I'm not saying any of this to make it sound like we're the model couple because we're definitely not. But in general, we see eye to eye about stuff. In general, we're both really we know each other. We, you know, we're we've been best friends since we were 19. Mm. You know what I mean? So we know each other. Like like we see around corners. Like I know where this is. This conversation is going. So you guys just kind of so, take a step back and yeah. come back and so, discuss it later or something. So we we uh, but. When we do have the knockdown drag them outs, which happens, I would say once every four or five months, we have mm. a real bad one, which generally ends with me sobbing. I'm just a big crier. Um, but it does get to that. You know, we, no, you know, like we, th- that point where we haven't learned still, you know yeah. what I mean? Where it's like, I, all I'm wanting to do is prod and say, no, no, why? We are figuring this out, blah, blah, blah. And all she wants to do is shut down. Oh, man. And, and I feel like we're in exact similar situations. I was going to ask you for advice, but it sounds like no, uh, no, 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 no. I don't have advice. I, the only advice I have is, and this was during our marriage counseling, uh, or premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we, our the pastor at our church married us, and and we were in, he was intimately involved in our lives anyway, and so we had like he and his wife did like special like premarital counseling where we met a couple times a week and just talked about like the hard stuff. It wasn't, a, it wasn't like typical Christian going through a book kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, we talked about that. We talked about how our fighting style was like, no, we are not, you know, I am not going to budge until we're fucking done with this. And, um, we came up with a strategy back then and I don't, we don't like pull it out like we used to. Like the first couple of years, we like actually said it out loud. But it was called, it was, it was, it was called like time out or something like that. And it was like, we need to take five to 15 minutes, just set it down, walk away, mm-hmm. collect ourselves, come back, and then talk about it like human beings. You know, you know, it works. It really does. Um, now in, in practice, in theory, but in practice, 
you know, it's hard to get to that point. When when you're at a point where it requires walking away, it's really hard to walk away. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I won't say we're that good at it anymore. At first we were. I'm really bad with always feeling like there needs to be a resolve. Yeah. So that's that's like my uh you know, she's I'm going to I'm going to pull some fucking agile development into this, but ha- are you familiar with the term Elmo? No. Enough, let's move on. Hmm. It's like when uh, an agile team can't seem to fucking agree on anything somebody actually there's actually cards that have elmo on them and you hold it up and say i'm calling elmo on this and then like it just it needs a it needs another conversation outside of this forum it's not being productive she's good with that like she can just uh she can go obviously we're not gonna agree on this like she recognizes it way before i do and i'm like no i don't like not fully understanding something and i feel like i don't understand so i need to still talk about it so uh I don't know. I guess everybody has their uh, everybody has their quirks. Yeah, that's interesting. That that kind of yeah, just hey, drop it. Or or, or uh, that producer Kenny Beats uh, has his whole thing is dots. Don't overthink shit. Oh man, I'm feeling that. Yeah, I like that. that. Has to do with music creation and yeah. production, but the same idea is is don't put more brain power to it than you need to because if you do, that's when you start twisting shit. That's true. That's why we fucking my band has a song that we've been working on for like five months that we can't seem to write one part. We need like 20 seconds of a song and we can't seem to write something that fits because we overthink it. Um, Colin, what is Colin's car listening solution? (laughs) (laughs) I see. I see. I love when you put things on here because I generally or I mean, I genuinely do not know what the fuck it means. And I'm like, I can't wait to ask about this. So th- this was, it's funny too, because the, the solution to this problem is, Hey, Colin, it's been two years. Just get a new fucking radio in your Jeep. <laughs> yeah. That's the solution. Not, it's not even that. It's not even, Hey, Colin, get a new stereo. It's, Hey, Colin, I've offered you my stereo. That's <laughs> and in my, so is my best friend. I have one in my garage that I actually <laughs> moved from my last place. <laughs> That still, I don't know what I'm doing with because it, it's not like it goes in my uh, car. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I, and but you know, on so, camera, next pod, I'm fucking bringing it, and I'm, you're I'm hand it, you're yeah, gonna... I'm gifting it to you. <laughs> I'm a bequeath upon uh, you. But uh, so I was listening. So that you know, when you're sitting in the car and you just have your phone, especially in a Jeep because it's really loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no, there's no solution to listening to music that's not like. Uh, external thing like the bluetooth stereo or something like that i can't just like set my phone down and listen to music you know what i mean the cup holder dude yeah but it's just with the jeep it's not loud enough to get meaningful sound okay and uh, uh, the jeep itself is so like even with the hard top it's like mm-hmm. the wind sound and everything because it's just thin plastic and um so i was listening to so that stopped me from listening to music, but I was like, that shouldn't stop me from listening to like a podcast where I'm just listening to talk. Audio quality doesn't really matter that mm-hmm. much. And um, so I've been listening to the Bill Burr podcast and because it's just easy to listen to, makes me laugh. Um, easy way to kill time on the way home from work when it takes me a half hour to get home. So I had it sitting on my on my dashboard. I'm listening to it and I'm sitting in traffic and, and, but then anytime I would go or move, it would like slide down the dashboard. And I was yeah. like, so I'm trying to figure out this like situation. Like, how do I, how can I hear this? And then I was like, I have my winter jacket on. So I just stuck it in my hood. Oh shit. So it was like literally the speaker was right next to my ear and it was the perfect volume. 
and it sits there and it doesn't move when I turn my head. It doesn't move when I turn the car. And I was like, this is how I'm listening to the podcast now. I'm putting my phone in my hood. Have you? Um, <laughs> so stupid. That is fucking wild. It's so That's, stupid. You ever see the people that uh, have like a head wrap on or something and they just tuck, yeah. they tuck their yeah. phone in? And I'm like. It's basically the same idea. Yeah, I'm like, you don't. You've never heard of Bluetooth headphones? Like, I have three sets. Three sets. Yeah, but I don't three want to put headphones in my sets. ears in the car. Why? I don't know. I, I just If they're good headphones, they also allow what's called pass-through, which is where they amplify outside sounds and mix it in with your sound, so you actually can hear your whole surroundings. Yeah, well, you always have good technolo- technological answers to my rudimentary problems. That's because I believe firmly in the work smarter, not harder. I, how was that not smart what I did? I put it in my hood. It was not a hard solution. So how do you uh, how do you quickly get that non-distractedly? I don't think it's a word, but you know what I'm saying. If a if a call comes in, <laughs> oh, that's it's like a fucking samurai sword. You yep. just whooshing. Yeah. All right. Fine. I'll have. <laughs> what the fuck was that? That was like old Shaolin. That was like years. Okay. It was on Wu Tang records. Yeah. King. <laughs> you know. Yeah, okay. I'm stupid. with you now. That was I, stupid. I I don't know what the fuck I thought. Of. I thought maybe you were fencing or something. I thought some kind of white shit. <laughs> you went the other way. Oh, um, man. What I want to know is, and I'll explain why I'm thinking this in a minute, but I want to, speaking of like music and shit, how do these kid jingles that seemingly, they seemingly don't originate from anywhere, but they make it all the way across the world. And I'll give you two examples. I want to know how the fuck these things happen. I'm going to start a sentence, and I just want to know if you know the next line. I farted. It tickled. Oh, I can't say it right off the top of my head, but I know what you're talking about. My butt cheeks wiggled. There it is. Okay. I I had to Google it one day. I Googled it. I was like, what is this? What the fuck is he singing over and over? And I found this entire Reddit thread. That was like, hey, my kid sings this song. Does anyone know what this is? And it's these parents from all over the U.S. and all over the world. They're like, no, I haven't been able to find where that originated. And it, it like it drives me nuts because I'm like, I just want to know the source of this. Yeah. But it's it's made it all over the world somehow. And it reminds me of like, you know, when people sing uh, like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and they add in all the other shit like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. Like a light bulb. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Where yeah. the fuck does that shit come from? No, like, how that, does that? That is the that is like the textbook definition of what a meme is. I mean, when we talked about this once on an early podcast, because I blew your mind because I knew that the I knew the uh, origin of the word meme, and because it was coined by Richard Dawkins, the famous atheist and um, and social scientist, and uh, he. Um, in one of his books uh, was talking about uh, this idea of something that spreads virally through the cultural zeitgeist, like through mm-hmm. culture in such a strong way. And he, he called those memes. Like that's what he called them. And he called it memetic culture. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, those kind of things are the, that's like the original, that's the same thing that we're passing around fucking pictures on Instagram. It's the same exact thing. It's just somebody says something and it sticks. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, you know, are you trying to think of another one? Yeah. Uh, uh, like the, all the old parodies of like the Barney, I love you song. Oh yeah. You know, my kids didn't watch Barney, but they yeah. know all that shit. Like it's yeah. so weird. I can I but see I actually I actually get it 
Okay, the Barney one's a good example because that's kind of like pre a lot of social media. Yeah, it was the mid-90s. Yeah, it was. Um, but like I kind of understand it nowadays. I feel like kids learn so much shit from fucking YouTube and shit like that. Very nice. Um, but like that's – the ones that get me are the the old ones that like this yeah. is pre-social media. Another one is like uh, – let me think. Oh, the happy birthday song where like they'll end it with uh, – Cha cha cha, ooh so la stupid. la, yeah, yeah. I'm like, so I'm like, where? Uh, how don't how they're fucking passing this shit around? But that shit, it fascinates me. But I guess you're right. It really is kind of just memes. But speaking of social media, did you actually catch that Instagram is about to get on board with hiding likes and stuff? Yeah, I where think you, that this is. I shouldn't have opened this. No, it's it's just going for it. Well, it's also the one that was frozen. Right? Yeah, I mean, so, it's it's like. Two thirds frozen, but like the carbonation part of it is like coming out and like slowly seeping. Yeah. It's, it's like it's forcing you to drink it. Drink me, Colin. Drink me. Um. But uh, what was the question you asked me? I was just, <laughs> Jesus. I was saying, did you see that Instagram was going to start hiding likes? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I think that it poses a significant risk to the profit margin as far as. Uh, I think a lot of people are in it for the likes. You know what I mean? Oh, you mean like influencers? I mean, influencers, like literally, that is, that's their whole shtick but, is but, look but, at all these people that like my shit. I want to get paid money. But to just culturally, things. I think that like we have been, we have uh, that sort of thing. getting a lot of likes. It's a, in a, in a sense, is a social score. It you is. know what I mean? So, I mean, it's like a, remember the one where you said, oh, I got like 20 or 30 re- or yeah. retweets. So, you know, it's a Speaking unit of, unit of measurement. I, one of my one of my close friends went viral the other day. I'll explain that in a minute. Okay. Um, but um, uh, I'm getting this. I'm getting beer on this. My bad. It's okay. Um, it but, truly uh, is okay. Uh, no, I think that it is. It'll be bad for business for them, uh, but I think it's good for culture. I think it's. I think it's. It's good for fucking people's mental health for yeah, sure. That's like what I'm saying. Like, like holy shit. Like I. Instagram is great. Uh, I look at Instagram as the, in the exact same way as I look at, like, if we go to our parents' house and they bring out photo albums. It's, it is a documentation of my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Instagram is great. I don't like that it's owned by Facebook, but whatever. Um, uh, but, you know, I go to my mom's house and I look at a I look at a photo album and it's not like somebody, like, like every person who's ever looked at the photo, like drew a heart on it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like who gives a shit? Like all it is, is, is uh, all likes do is feed into our culture's obsession with, uh, um, uh, easy, th- easy things, easy, uh, hollow things that boost our self-esteem. Mm-hmm. So not actual self-esteem boosters, but hollow, imitations of self-esteem boosters so yeah fuck it get rid of likes get rid of them i thought you know uh get rid of them on every platform fuck like who gives a shit well i i think i think that is the goal i've heard about this for fucking years now like other platforms wanting to do this but i think it's just now starting to actually become a reality it, it's, people it, are getting closer to it you know i think about it from a you know with like with my band like i'll post a show i'll post a flyer or something like that. And it's it's like I don't even care about who comes to the show. It's like, did this get traction? Did enough people see it? Mm-hmm. 
and then uh, Facebook shows things to people based on how many likes you get. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's like, so it, it, it democratizes things in a way that's really nice. But I think in general, hiding likes makes a lot of sense just for people's, like you said, just for their brains, just for their hearts, Mm -hmm. you know, like just to get out of this mode of always having to think about what people think about you. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely shitty. Um, and I see it even with like the podcast, like I'll post something and you see the reach, which is like, or the impressions or whatever, which is like the number of people that saw it. And then you see the likes and you're like, wow. Okay. So 1.2% of the people that saw this felt the need to like it. And it's like, it almost, it's almost like uh, getting instant feedback. It's like, you feel like that's what they feel yeah. about you. You're past, you're easily and then passed you, over. You got to really think about it. Like, what is it about it that like, like, why do I, why do I have to, if I'm posting something, uh, say an episode of the podcast mm-hmm. or saying a flyer for a show or, or, uh, YouTube video I saw of mm. a music video, a new music video that's cool. Like, like Odd Squad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why does it matter? Like, why does it, like, why, why do I expect it to get liked? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, why isn't it just like, why can I just talk to that person the next day and be like, hey, did you see that video I posted? And like, yeah, dude, that was hilarious. Like, why, like, it, all it is is this weird, it just, it's this weird hollow affirmation. And that we just, it's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And all it does is aids in the cultural destruction of self esteem. Yeah, it's <laughs> that, that was, was deep. heavy. That, that was, was heavy. deep as fuck. Um, it reminds me of like the MySpace days when people used to like pay to get plays on MySpace. Yeah, I'm like, you'd rather people come to your page and see that your song has a million plays. But really, only like forty-five people listen to it, and then you bought a million likes. Like that's that's okay. Like you're cool with that. That and, and dude, and and that you know, when it comes to the band stuff, it's the same way. It's like, oh, do you check out this band? Check out this band. They have twenty thousand Facebook fans. Hmm. It's like, who gives a shit? I'm like, yeah. So does Disturbed. It doesn't mean I'm gonna like this shit. Like, who gives a shit? Like, like, and and I find myself, yes, obviously, you you reach more people. When you have likes, but you know, I don't play music for anybody but myself. I mm. write music that I want to hear. It's music that I wish existed. Um, and if other people like it, that's awesome. But like, oh man, if I hung my uh, feeling of artistic success, artistic or validation of sociological success on the validation of getting likes or fans fuck man i would be a sad person well it's it's the same thing i try to tell hayden because so i you know hayden's doing the youtube thing yeah and he got really hung up on he's like he he set goals for himself right he's like oh i want to get this many subscribers by this date and i was like for what he's like well i just that's what i want to get and i was like i know but what's that gonna is that gonna make it more fun well, no. Okay. Well, okay. So what does 25 subscribers by X date, what does that do for you? Anything? He's like, no. I'm like, then why are you worried about getting the subscribers? Like you should be worried about how can you have more fun with this? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the whole thing. So that's the thing is if you're doing quality stuff, like people get it. Yeah. Like people, uh, automatically latch on. That's the way memes work. 
yeah. is is the things that go viral go viral because they resonate, not because they got a lot of likes. Mm-hmm. The it's the likes don't come first. You know, the resonation comes first. The resonance, resonation, <laughs> resonance comes first. So this funny, my friend, he is a, a composer and songwriter. He lives in L.A. He does a lot of does some music for uh, movie trailers does a lot of music for video games mm. and re- one of the best musicians I've ever met in my life. It's um, incredible. The, the dude just kind of, he just touches an instrument and like good music comes out of it. Pretty music comes out of it. Mm. He did the soundtrack for this game outer wilds. Um, that's, uh, just came out. It's, it's been out on Xbox for about, uh, six or eight months. It just came out on PS4 and came out on PC. And, um, it's a really cool, space exploration game that's really satisfying but his soundtrack is amazing the soundtrack i would i don't not this kind of person but i would listen to the soundtrack without playing the game because it's just really good and emotional Mm post-rock kind of thing and um anyway he's up for an award at some thing uh for best video game soundtrack or something like that up against he's nominated up against five or six other people at some event it's sponsored by subway and um subway posted about it and he retweeted it and he said i got fired from subway when i was 19 because they said i'd made sandwiches too slow uh please vote for my soundtrack in this so i can uh prove my worth to them and like subway responded and said sometimes it just takes more time andrew oh shit <laughs> and like all of a sudden it was like fucking 20,000 likes and like 3,500, 4,000 retweets. I mean, a thing went yeah. wild. Somebody wrote an article about like how this, this, uh, you know, music, uh, this, uh, music producer took on Subway or some stupid shit like that. So funny, man. It's like one of my good friends. He's yeah. just like, texting me, like, dude, <laughs> this tweet went viral. <laughs> uh, do you remember a few years back when this was all over like TMZ and stuff where, a white rapper from Belfountain, Ohio, ran up to Kanye West. And no. it was like, okay. So it was a guy named Cameron Gray. Okay. He's a rapper from here, basically. Used to hang out with him all the time. He moved out to California and he got word of like where Kanye was going to be leaving an award show or after party or something and loaded up a flash drive with like all his shit. Like all, he, and he was, he was fairly successful as like a mixtape artist and stuff like that. Um, and it just so happened that TMZ captured it where he caught Kanye and he's like, Hey, Kanye, 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 like, let me freestyle for you. Like, take, just take my music. And like, they captured the whole moment and Kanye stops and Justin Bieber's there. And like, he gets the rap like on TMZ basically for Kanye. Kanye takes a flash drive and Kanye hit him up later, put him in the studio with his producer uh, so it like, it kind of worked. Um, and then, uh, he's, he's actually, I think he's like making beats and stuff now. Crazy. But, yeah. But it was just fucking crazy. Cause like I used to check TMZ and shit like that all the time yeah. and, uh, to, to log on and all of a sudden it's your dude. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It's just wild. Uh, let's talk about Kanye for a sec because, right. uh, you know, so that Jesus is King record came out and everybody, he did the whole MAGA thing last year. And then the Jesus is King record came out and he found God. 
even though God's always been a part of his lyrics and all this stuff and uh, put out this record that is honestly like a decent album, but is just like very strangely Christian. Mm. And, um, but then he like took it to the next level, dude. And he was like preaching at Joel Osteen's church, Joel at Lakewood church, Joel Osteen. Yeah. And like, I watched a video last night of him like DJing some fucking house music with Joel Osteen's band. And it's got me feeling convinced. And, and I am not convinced actually, but it's got me wondering, is this just like a thing? Is this a ruse? Is this like when Joaquin Phoenix pretended to not be an actor anymore so he could make that documentary about becoming a rapper? You know, where it was all just bullshit to do a thing. Like, is this, is Kanye fucking with us here? I don't know. Cause it, it like, like to he, me, it's, he, it's one thing to find God. It's one thing to find prosperity, God, like prosperity gospel. You know, it's one thing to all, do all that stuff, but to like immerse yourself so deep into like shitty fake white Christian culture. Hmm? It's just so wild to me. He's, he is notorious though for just, He's zero to a hundred in like fucking everything. And it's like when you're, when you're Kanye West, like you have time, you have money, you have resource, you have backing in pretty much any field. If you want to do something, you're going to do it. It's the same thing. It's honestly the same way I feel about the president of the United States where it's just like, is there anybody around him? And, And that's part of being a narcissist is that you don't listen to other people. Yeah. But like, is there anybody around him that's just like, dude, yeah. are you looking at how this looks? Yeah, maybe you shouldn't do that. Like, tone it down. Yeah. Like, put out a Christian record. That's fine. Like, that's fine. Find God. Plenty of artists find God. Bob Dylan found God and put out Christian records. You know, like, but like, don't fucking, like, he's doing it in such a way that it makes it look like a joke. Well, he also has a history of doing things. That, yeah. That, I think that's what it is. It's, it's the history. Like, people don't forget. Um, I saw... I saw a tweet where um, Trump was like promoting his son's book or something. Was it a book? And then somebody replied to it and said, let me get this straight. Like you are calling for an investigation and saying Biden's son making money, making money of presidency. But you from your official Twitter and office are (laughs) tweeting to buy your any person with a quarter of a brain understands that this is not about corruption. No shit. Because if he cared about corruption. Uh, what about Ivanka Trump and all of her trademarks she's getting from the Chinese government? Mm-hmm. A major economic enemy of ours. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, give me a fucking break. E- e- like, everybody knows that it's just political. But, uh, no, it, speaking of Junior's stupid book, Triggered, which is hilarious because he's been getting shouted down at book signings by conservatives, which is just so fucking funny. Yeah. Alt writers, but still. Um, but, uh, you know, it came up number one on the New York Times bestseller list or whatever, but that's got the little uh, little uh, cross asterisk next to it. You know, the one that looks yeah, like yeah. a cross. And uh, when that shows up next to it, the fine print is that it's only here because of bulk sales. Mm. The uh, And then a couple of days later, some news. And that happens. It's normal. Yeah, yeah. People buy their way onto the. New York Times sure. bestseller this all the time, but then you see that a couple of weeks later, some journalist digs up the fact that the Republican National Committee spent almost a hundred thousand dollars 
on his fucking book. <laughs> you know, and this might, this just could be my Oh ignorance. man, these fucking grifters, these fucking snake oil salesmen. Jesus. This could be uh, just my ignorance to the fact, but what does it really take to be a, a bestseller? I feel like, I feel like everybody that comes out with a book is like a bestseller. It's it's just like billboard charts. You just got to sell a bunch. But yeah. the difference is it is common practice in the book industry to do bulk sales mm-hmm. that buy your way onto the list. Like I don't think I, I could tell you right now. I'm not uh, I'm not a person who's really into reading um, long form. I'm not the I'm not an authority on literature or nonfiction books. I could tell you characters or less. I could tell you right. I could tell you right now without even batting an eye his book is i guarantee a pile of shit i guarantee it's terrible to <laughs> do you read. think he really did anything it, it, they, like book like people who are authors rather have a uh, ghost oh yeah it's totally ghostwriting. Yeah. i mean i mean it, it, it's so funny uh so many trump guys are like well it's just you know the, you talk about like why is he bending over backwards for fucking north korea mm. like well it's all part of the art of the deal you have that book the art of the deal and it's like hey motherfucker it says tony schwartz on the front he didn't <laughs> write that shit and tony schwartz came out and said i wrote the whole thing he had nothing to do with it and he's an idiot you know like like it's a very successful grift they have they have pulled the wool over <laughs> 35% of America's eyes. Are there any, uh, have you ever taken any or taken part in any grifts? Uh, no, I got, I got a fucking firm hustle from my youth. Go. I, I, got, I got a firm ass hustle. Like I want everybody out there to take note of this shit. <laughs> Go to any fast food restaurant, anyone and locate a receipt in any form and just go in and say, I'm sorry. It seems that you've forgotten this item. And they just, they, I apologize. And they just give you that item. Doesn't matter what it is. Kids at home. Kids at home. Take notes. Yeah. That's how you do it. That is the fucking hustle. You know, I was a, man, I was an asshole uh, when I was a kid. Like we used to, we used to leave every morning and go skate downtown, skate to campus, you know, be out all night, all, or rather yeah. all day. Um, we ate a lot of fast food because when you're out and about, like when we had these different skate spots that we would skate at different times a day because of their proximity to food. And we knew we'd be hungry about that time. So there's a place on campus called White Rails. We used to always skate. It's right across the street from McDonald's. We pulled that there so many times. Uh, just be like, just find a receipt. You know, people people eat and have their tray and it has the receipt on it. And then they go and throw the shit away. And you just look and you're like, whoop, get that receipt. Go get that double cheeseburger. Um Man, uh, one thing we used to do though, th- this is this is unrelated to the griff. This is just me and fast food and being a dick. Did you ever used to like go inside and they had the salt and pepper shakers and you spin the coin? No, no. I I wanted to stop there just to see if you could finish it. So you were a better person than me. So what we used to do is you spin a coin and then you slam the salt or pepper shaker down on it and it breaks the bottom and then you just leave it there. Like you know that it broke the bottom and that way when somebody picks it up, all oh. oh, the salt or pepper oh. just fucking flies out the bottom like those old school ones that are like peach yeah, and yeah they black. were like, exactly yeah okay yeah. oh that's awful why why is that awful because then somebody else got to clean that shit up as an as a kid yeah it's hilarious but as an adult it's like still hilarious <laughs> <laughs> still funny as fuck <laughs> i saw someone bitching the other day about you know how like a lot of the fast food restaurants and we've briefly talked about this before they're uh, installing kiosks and things like that and like you walk in and self-order grab a number sit down the whole thing 
people were bitching about that. And I'm like, look, this is the unfortunate thing that happens when you guys bitch and bitch and bitch and say that you need 15 or more dollars an hour to do this job. This is not a career. Like I am a firm believer that fast food is not a career. If you're not, if you, if you were at this thing for multiple years and you're not moving up to at least authority or, or above, I don't know. I don't have to tell you. That's like a you problem. Yeah, I do. I agree with you. Um, and I do think that the kiosks are a good solve for a problem that is just like, I do. Uh, it's like, well, that's going to take jobs away, but it's like, well, these are jobs that like people shouldn't be working anyway, because it's terrible. Mm. Uh, but, um, you know, when it comes to the minimum wage thing and all that, I agree with you for the most part, except for, you know, we do as a culture have, you know, what they call economic prisons, Mm -hmm. you know, this six block radius that a lot of people don't leave for their whole life. Um, and where there aren't that many jobs and, or, or, you know, if you're a black man in America, there's a good chance that you've got, uh, you know, something stupid on your record that that keeps you from getting a better job and uh unfortunately because of the way our criminal criminal justice system works so i do think that we need to treat our fast food workers better i do think that we need to pay our minimum wage earners more that being said i do understand the perspective of well don't look at this as the end all be all move beyond this i get that yeah i think i think my perspective on it is There are certain jobs which I've always looked at as entry-level jobs or jobs that you hold when you're going to college. Starter jobs. Starter jobs, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, And I I feel like that's one of them. That being said, I'm not saying that there's other careers out there that shouldn't pay more. I think more than anything, we need to be more loose with the fact that, like, you know, somebody with a felony on their record can't get X, Y, and Z job. It's like we either believe in rehabilitation or you don't or you don't. Right, and I, I think agree. as a culture, that's totally a problem agree. we have, and and we've talked about uh, hot chicken takeover before, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's the same thing. Like he only hires people. I say he is it a he owner? I don't. Yeah, I, it's okay. a he. He only hires uh, folks with, let's call it uh, non typical resumes. Mm-hmm. Right, great thing, fantastic. You know what? M- more people should do that. His staff is fucking awesome too. Yeah, I've never fucking had a problem. Um, no, and and. Yeah, so I, I get I yeah I get the argument. Uh, I will say though that it is a it is a it's somebody I saw a tweet about this the other day because everyone's doing the two thousand nine two thousand nineteen thing. Not me, um, but uh, it is somebody jokingly did. Well, here's here's the only two thousand nine two thousand nineteen we need to know. Two thousand nine minimum wage was seven twenty five, and two thousand nineteen minimum wage is seven twenty five. That is a problem. Does it need to be fifteen? I don't know. I'm not an I'm not an economist. I don't know what that looks like on the American taxpayer. And Ter- all, terrible. <clears throat> but um, uh, the minimum wage should rise along with the inflation and culture. I agree. In, in but the, in order economic. to do that, you would also have to raise a lot of non minimum wage things like everything has to go up That's right and, and yes the cost of living goes up and that That's has fine. to happen do it um the problem is that we have a lot of new markets we never had before and some of the newer markets yeah they keep up with that some of the older markets don't it's because they're just being phased out and again somebody who dude i sound like a, a cynical dick but somebody who pushes buttons and can't fucking remember to give me a straw like you're not i don't want you to have 15 i understand i understand yeah 
it's a, I, it's, I a, a it's a it's that. a it's a tricky conversation because I think that there's a lot of it's, it's not black and white at all. It's, a, it's actually a ton of gray area. Absolutely, because you you know, you know, I go to the McDonald's at the corner of Grant and Maine, mm-hmm. and uh, which is quite the McDonald's, I'll tell you that. But there's people there that like. I've been working downtown for over 10 years now, and there's people that, that have worked at that McDonald's the whole time that are – I remember them being front desk people, and now they're fucking managers, and that's awesome. Like, yeah, that's do it. fantastic. Do the fucking thing. And I want to respect that, and I want people to make what they deserve to be made, especially at that McDonald's because they deal with a lot of fucking crazy shit at that McDonald's. Mm. But, uh, yeah, no, it's – I think it's just <clears throat> like so many things in our culture – uh, the way we do things now is it's either this or this. And like 90% of the issues in our culture, not 90%, like a good chunk of half the issues in our culture, it's not this or this. It's this or this and all of this in mm. the middle. You know, like let's just – okay, if, if, if a good chunk of the electorate doesn't want $15 an hour – can we at least agree on maybe it should be like 11, you know, or something like, you know right. what I mean? Like, can we, can we try to figure this shit out instead of just saying, no, it is, it's stay 725. It's stay 725, you know, or it's yeah. 15 or nothing. You know, it's like, can that, we just, that's, that's my problem is that fucking talk about it. There's this fight for 15 and, and I don't disagree that something probably needs to change, especially with, again, we've talked about, yeah, I've exhausted almost all the liquid. Uh, cost of living as cost of living goes up and just inflation in general, yeah, you know, like everything needs to raise to accommodate that. I don't dispute that. It, my argument is from the immediate jump to 15. No, sure. I think that's my problem. Um, let's get off this heavy conversation. Jesus, we went into a dark place. We're not laughing. Let me, <laughs> let me see. Let me see what I got. I'm sure. Was I got there any some. other weird, vague things I put on the list? Um, I'm sure. I'm sure there's something on here. Uh, no. It actually looks like we Damn got it. we got most of your stuff here, Colin. We got all of it. I got one that's uh we can talk about. Sick, uh, significant others, and farting, because I don't know about you, but when I was first getting into the dating game, uh, you know, as a, let's call it like 17, 18 year old kid, I would hold farts. There was no, I wasn't farting. Not like happening. Bitch. Yeah. A little bitch. Well, that's the problem. The first time I farted in front of a serious girlfriend was like fucking two and a half or three years into a, you know how weird that is to fart in front of somebody that you've been like dating? Nope. Like, I don't. Super weird. I don't know I how committed, weird it is. I committed the next time. I'm like, dude, I'm farting on people like day one. Is that what you did to Sierra? Yeah. You let I, her I, have every, it day every one? Every person I've ever dated, everybody who's never known me knows that I'll tear ass and don't give a fuck about it. You just, damn, just day one? Yeah. Man. So you, I think don't, the only you place, don't know what it's like for the fart to go back in your butt. The only place that I don't fucking tear ass is work. Probably. Dude, I, I fucking one on our 12 minute podcast it started by me fucking burning one into this chair and it was just like it was just second uh, nature like this room uh, man no, I'm, I'm okay with farting in this oh, room no, yeah this is a band room and this is a band, band room. anything i mean uh Macedon used to call their van the fart box before they had a bus <laughs> uh bands notoriously gross people this is so uh 
that I this I threw this on the the board because my wife was sitting the other day and we we were talking about having to fart and like you you're holding your fart you're in a position where you can't fart and you're holding your fart so long that your stomach starts gurgling and she said uh she was like yeah it's kind of like your fart goes back in and just you fart in your stomach <laughs> and i was like you know what that's not a bad that's not a bad description because your your stomach gets that little bubble you get the bubble uh, yeah I, I i get it i understand why people want to like impress somebody but it's just like who Damn. gives a shit colin you're just the most real I don't. The most real. You're the fucking I most real. Like, who gives a shit? It's just like we all do it. I never understood like why like guys are so grossed out by like hot girls farting. Like, who gives a fuck? It's a part of being a human. Well, some guys think that's a turn on. Well, that's also true. But uh, dude, wh- shout out to fucking Nick uh, Nick Probstool. So a long time ago, <laughs> he showed me the weirdest video, and it's never left my mind. It's called Cake Farts. Does he listen to this podcast? He should. I he, feel like he would like it. Maybe. I don't know. But it's called Cake Farts. And it's like women that like take cakes. They bake cakes and they put them on like, uh, you know, the island or something. And then they crawl up on it and they start farting on it. It's the weirdest fucking thing. He showed me this fucking video. I bet some people get off on that. Oh, I'm way. sure. Oh. I'm sure there's like super weirdos Oof. out there that Oof. are all about cake farts. It's obviously a niche uh, thing. It, it has a fucking – there's somebody made a video for it, right? There's weird, there's weird shit going on. Uh but yeah, for whatever reason, that has never left my mind. I, I, whenever I'm thinking about the weirdest shit, I'm like, cake farts. That's really funny. No, yeah, I got no issue. I got. I, I think farts are hilarious. I think yeah. that it doesn't matter if you're eight or eighty. Farts are always funny. It, it, you know, anything poop, farts, pee, and it's all funny. It's all just so funny to me. Yeah. Here's a funny story. Oh, I was gonna tell this last week, and I totally forgot. Uh, well, I didn't forget because we just only had 12 minutes to talk about things. Yeah. But um, so uh, I took Melvin to work. My, my I said, uh, one of your Boston's. My right? Boston Terrier. Yeah. I took one of my Boston's. I only have one. Uh, I have why two dogs. I, one is a Boston. I thought you – I don't know. Why did I think you had three dogs? We have two. Sierra Maybe really, I was counting the dog that I planned on giving you. Sierra someday. really wants another Boston, so yeah, you probably, that's you the, really want ours. That's the deal. Um, but uh, I brought him to work with me, and I was worried about it. Like I bought, I've brought Angus to work with me before because he's good. He just mm. lays down like a lazy asshole next to me all day. Uh, Melvin, I was worried because he tends to mark stuff to a certain mm. dominance, and I was like, oh, he's just going to walk around and mark everyone's computer bags and you know whatever. He was actually really good. He didn't mark anything until 30 seconds before I left, and he marked a support beam right in front of my boss's desk, but whatever. Um, but anyway, at one point, it was hilarious because he doesn't like – he's not the one that like likes me that much mm-hmm. of the two. I mean he likes me, but he's, it, Angus is my dog. You know, Melvin is Sierra's dog. That's my dog. And uh, where are my dogs at? Right here, dog. Um have you heard that song, the ASAP Rocky song that came out last year? No, but when you said that, I just immediately thought DMX. No, this ASAP Rocky comes out. The song, the chorus is, where my dog's at? Right here, dog. Where my dog's at? Anyway. Um, but uh, I had to take a shit. And uh, I was like, hey, talking to my coworker, I was like, can you hang out with him for a minute so I can use the restroom? Mm. And, you know, we got those glass doors that go into, like, our main area. The main yeah. working area, those glass doors. I'm familiar with this. So I go to the bathroom and he follows me to the glass doors. And I was like, oh shit, he's not letting somebody take care of him. Like he's, he, I have to be in sight 
And he's, I just knew, I was like, he's going to whine and I don't want to deal. He's going to whine. He's going to bark. He's going to like scratch at the door. Yeah. So I just took him with me and I went into the, the bathroom at work has two stalls, a regular one and a handicap one. Took him in the handicap one. So he had room to like sit in the corner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Taking a shit and he's sitting there in the corner. He's being quiet. A couple of people come and go. He doesn't do anything, you know. Anyway, so I am washing my hands. This is so funny. I'm washing my hands and I'm like, come on, buddy. And instead of coming out of the stall and around, he walks through the other oh, one shit. where someone's taking a shit <laughs> from the other company that is oh, on our floor. I have no shit. idea who it is. And he walks through and the guy goes, he's like, oh, oh, what? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh God, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he goes, no, this is a pleasant surprise. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Uh, it's so I, funny, man. I, people always want me to bring my dog in. I I work at a obviously like a more traditional office building. Uh, people always want me to bring my dog in, and I'm just afraid my dog. It, she's so fucking annoying. So I have I have one good dog, and that's the pit boxer. Yeah, you mix. can't take a dog to work until they're chill. The, there, I do not think this dog will ever be chill. And you'll get there. She fucking hates me too. She loves me, but hates me. Like if it's like nighttime and she is trying to take a nap. All the way good. Cuddles up. We'll get in any crevice and just loves me all night. But if I just walk into a room too fast, she will bark. And I, I'm not fucking kidding. She'll bark for 30 minutes straight. I've never wanted to punt a dog so bad than I want to punt this dog like three to four times a day. Got to be meaner. The, trust me. No, I don't. <laughs> Trust me, no, I don't like this. This dog is. Uh, you gotta get. You gotta get those. My last you gotta get. Uh, I learned this from my friend Ben. He was kind of mean to his dog, but I wish you could see the interaction with the dog. You would know that's not the case. No, no, I'm not. I'm not blaming you. I'm not. I. I. I but what I learned from my friend Ben, and because his dog Kaya was so, it is so well behaved and is so kind. He was kind of mean to her. I've I watched people be uncomfortable mm-hmm. in his presence before while he was scolding his dog. I and I don't take it this far, but you know I learned from him is you know push on those key words so and and make it a like make it a a thing that you only use when you're super frustrated. Mm-hmm. So and I I ripped his from him and it's excuse me. So if I tell Angus or Melvin, they both listen to it. If they're barking or doing something they're not supposed to do, I'll, be, I'll say once I'll be like, leave it or stop what you're doing. Angus, Melvin, you know, call them. If they, uh, I'll do it one more time. And the third time, if they don't, I go, I'll go, excuse me. Dude, every time, oh, every time they, cause they, the, it's, it's a different word that's got a different anger mm-hmm. and they hear it and they go, Oh, there he is, you know, and, uh, dude, I flex on my dog and my dog will just like, <laughs> <laughs> my dog I can punk people I can't punk my dog like she is she is just not grateful to be alive uh she should like me so much more she should be so much more grateful she's not even a year old though right I don't give a fuck she's not gonna make it a year if she keeps fucking with yeah, me you'll get there dude you'll I'm gonna there. chop that dog with just the, uh all the force I'm gonna give that dog a fucking karate people? chop so real quick I wanna touch on this before we get out of here because we are we killed it we gotta be over an hour hour and a half are you serious hour and a half man we went yeah we we made it this time we're making up for that shit yep uh so you 
Well, you started talking about that ASAP Rocky song, which reminded me of DMX, which reminded me, I recently heard, do you know DMX used to rob people with his dog? He no. used to use his dog, his like pit bull, and use it as a weapon to rob people. That is so tight. That's crazy. That's fucking wild. He's a different type of fucking dude. That is a different type of dude. I remember reading an article with ASAP Rocky where, you know, uh, the whole ASAP mobs from Harlem, where mm. DMX is from, and uh, uh, they, you know, so they grew up worshiping that guy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he hit real hard times, you know, when yeah. he was in and out of jail, went bankrupt, hit rock bottom, all that shit. He said that, like, as a kid, DMX was, like, at the height of his popularity, and they would just see him, like, walking his dog around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Just in the yeah, he never. I, he's one of those people that just never adjusted to being famous. No, nah, man, he was just because fucking, he was just him all the time. Fucking DMX. Yeah, I love. Uh, there's an old Jadakiss song called "Why." Do you remember that song? Mm-mm. Man, you have to listen to it. Sure. Um, there's a line in it where he says, it, basically, the premise of the song is every line says, "Why did this happen? Why did this? Why is this?" Uh, two of the lines you'll love. One, he says, "Why did Bush knock down the towers?" So that's one line that always gets a reaction. And the other is uh, he talks about it's a line about DMX. It's like uh, it's remember when DMX got popped for like carjacking or something or yeah, maybe yeah, stealing yeah. a motorcycle yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he says like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, no, he, he says, uh, why did D like, what the fuck does he say? He says, why didn't he pull out his Ferrari? Why did he take that bike? Like, he's asking all these questions. Nice. You'll have to listen to it. It's actually yeah. it's actually one of my favorite Jadakiss songs of all time, actually. Uh, I said actually three times. Speaking of rap, real quick. Real seconds. quick, they just announced officially next Friday, Black Friday, mm-hmm. the Griselda collab record's coming out. Dude, WWCD. How the fuck? I don't understand. Like the, the one on Shady, that's the whole crew. Yeah. Comes out I next don't Friday. understand how you... I don't even hear about this shit sometimes. Like, you are, like, my exclusive plug to new music. It's the Twitter, dog. The Twitter? The Twitter. You follow all of them on the Twitter? I follow, uh, yeah, I follow all three of them, actually. You should follow them on the... And I follow Gun Heck on cool. Instagram. Technical Dad's Twitter. Oh, yeah, I should. If, if that happened, I might get some fucking alerts. But, <laughs> but yeah, gonna, no, that the, sit here they, they officially announced this week that that record comes out next Friday, so that's super sweet. That is super sweet. I think with that, we're going to wrap up. Episode 33 is finally fucking in the books. I'm feeling good about that. Do, 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 do